Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Vases Hashem, Shalom Bayesh Shir, number 153. It's important to realize that though Hashem put it into the Teva, put into the nature, that a sexual act between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, is very pleasurable. Hashem made it that way for a purpose. It's not an end in and of itself. And, but Hashem did make it that way. That Hashem made it that there's no way for a couple to conceive a child without this physical pleasure, unless you have, you know, the special medical conditions uh, with test tubing and so on. But in a natural way, this is the only way to create life to conceive a child. And Hashem made it that it's very pleasurable. And Hashem made it that there's no other energy, no other impulse that human beings can do to create a child. Love can't produce a child. No matter how much a man loves a woman, his love by itself can't make her pregnant. The two of them need to participate in the physical pleasurable act in order to conceive a child. Why did Hashem make it that way? That that a baby is created through an act of pleasure. Didn't have to be like that. Ravigdamila once said about food, also, it didn't have to be like that. For example, Hashem could have made it that you just feel that hung, those hunger pangs when you're hungry or the thirst when you're thirsty, and then that will get you to, be, to have to eat. But everything could be bland. You could have made everything taste bland. He didn't do that. He created all these delicious fruits and all these delicious um, types of meats and so on, all different types of tastes for us to enjoy but not as an end of it in itself, but to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu through that pleasure. Here, when Hashem decided that there should be children in the world, He could have chosen any type of method. He could have done anything he, any other way, but Hashem didn't do that. He chose an intensely private activity powered by pleasure, to create a child. You know, the Chazal also says that the more pleasure and the more intensity a couple experiences while creating a child, the healthier the child will be. It's brought down in Chazal. So why is it, why is it like that? Why is pleasure such an essential component to the creation of a child? And to understand it, we need to understand that while physical pleasure is intrinsic to the intimate experience between a husband and a wife, that's not the shayrish of the pleasure. It's very important to realize that the real pleasure behind it is the spiritual connection going beyond yourself. In, for example, when you listen to a musical comp- composition and so-and-so enthralled by it, a sensitive soul will be like in an ex- ecstasy, tremendous pleasure, 
and they're not thinking of themselves, they're beyond themselves. It's transcendence. It's going beyond the physical realm. It's not just me. I'm partaking of something that's beyond me. I'm, I'm beyond myself. And um, even though pleasure is an essence of the human soul, it's a very, very deep thing. Hashem made it in a way that you could either totally try to gratify your senses, which will desensitize you, or you could use it for transcendence, transcendence that it could go beyond, you could go beyond yourself. And very often in our American culture, we use it for self-gratification and just self-absorption, which diminishes, the pleasure diminishes over time. And um, the problem with pleasure, the physical pleasure being the ultimate goal, is what happens is husband and wife ask each other, was it good enough? Meaning what happens is physical pleasure now becomes an end in itself, which is in a way what pornography is. When physical pleasure is an act rather than a sheared, intimate, deep experience that is pleasurable. What very often happens is when you take pleasure and make it an end in and of itself, that's the third party that separates the husband and the wife. That they, be can't, they can't become one through intimacy. They have a third um, partner in there that separates them. It's the opposite of what it says with the Shekhinah there. That's when it's really how it's really meant to be. But what happens is that if intimacy, if the focus is just on the physical pleasure and that's the tachlis of it in your minds, then you're not directly experiencing each other. You're experiencing the pleasure of the act, you know, like watching a good movie, biking together. This is maybe more intense, yes, but it's a separation between you. It will divide you as opposed to unite you. It's a sense of numbing. We don't realize it. We think we're trying to connect, but it's really a sense of numbing. It's similar to when we use junk food to, 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 to calm our hunger. And the, if you really want to calm hunger in a healthy way, you eat healthy foods. By eating these, uh, what we call junk food, you're focusing on the outward pleasure of it, and you're ignoring a real need the need for nourishment. Same thing over here. If you focus on sex as an end in and of itself and the pleasure of it as an end in and of itself, you're ignoring a real deeper need, which is the deeper need is that for every soul to be connected and to be intimate with one another. So it is a paradox. Hashem made it that it should be pleasurable. There's no way around it. Pleasure is an essential element of intimacy. And it is important to fulfill each other's needs. We spoke about that in the, in the past. And there's nothing wrong with it as a couple is engaging in it 
to communicate in healthy ways what makes them feel good about it and to give to one another. But the tachlis behind it, the seed behind this is the entire relationship as a whole and the uniting of souls. If you preoccupy yourself in an unhealthy way, it leads to greater self-absorption. It leads to a greater level of selfishness. And it separates a husband and a wife from their shared intimacy. You have to take the pleasure, and despite the fact that it is a tremendous focus in the intimate act, but the purpose of it is to go beyond ourselves. A pleasure that is greater than the sense of self, greater than the sense of our senses. And that's a very, very important thing. You know, we have some a stira, a, a contradiction between the Rambam and the Ramban, or the Igris Kodesh of the Ramban, it's, it's, it's attributable to, about, and the Maral says it, the similar thing. The Rambam at one point in Marinavuchim says, that chush hamishush cherpa hilano, and meaning that the sensory pleasures is a disgrace, is a negative thing. Um, so, in other words, any sensual experience is in is in essence a negative thing, whether it's the pleasure of any type of physical eating or drinking, or or sex. Basically, it's a cherpa, and. He says you basically have to, you know, he talks about it over there. And the Ramban seems to disagree. The Maral seems to disagree. And they basically say that it's not a cherpa. Yes, it could be used in the wrong way. And that's probably what the kavona of the Rambam is. In the Teuchen, and the Shairish of it, that's what the Rambam is trying to say. Because he realized, both as a roife, as a doctor of healing bodies and healing souls, he realized that when pleasure is taken, the human um, senses of pleasure of the five senses, taken to a, a uh, to a utmost degree, to an extreme degree, is indeed unhealthy. It's taka acherpa. But when that is used as a vehicle. To, to go transcend beyond yourself, then it becomes something beautiful. And that's very, very important for a couple to know. That um, the physical pleasure of it is a big part of it. Can't get around it. As, as a matter of fact, it's an inion. It's an important thing to communicate to one another your needs of what you need and to give and to experience pleasure. But when you go in it and your mindset, the tachlis of it, is the, is the communication and the uniting of souls, of becoming one, of becoming stronger with each other spiritually, emotionally. And that can't be lost in the, in the interaction. This is one of the biggest nisyanis in life. This meeting between soul and body and how you handle it. It could drive a person crazy, literally, on both sides of it. 
um, when you have someone that's an overindulging, it clearly is unhealthy, and they start experiencing pleasure less and less and less. Then you have on the other side people who are yearning to be spiritual, but they can't separate from the fact that their body does need certain physical pleasures and certain needs, which are normal and healthy. And again, we talked about the different ways of handling that. Do you totally separate? Do you engage in it? And it's complicated. Some people are afraid, Lamashal, with eating, right? They want to minimize that tainug, and during the week they do it, but on Shabbos, Ainik Shabbos, they taste things that are pleasurable. And it's always a sakana on a real deeply spiritual person when they experience on Shabbos, they eat the foods that they enjoy and they get a geschmack out of it and they enjoy it, not to overindulge in it in an unhealthy way. So it's a mitzvah. Someone likes chulant, you know, and whatever it is, and it's, it's chamen and it's delicious, or a potato, piece of potato kugel on Shabbos. But usually the one potato kugel becomes two, becomes three, and the chon, you know, it becomes an overindulgence. And that's sakana. Even on Shabbos, it's a sakana. So what are you going to say? I'm just separating myself completely from it? You can't do that either. That's not the Yiddish way. Same thing applies with the physical pleasure and physical intimacy. It's a complex um, balance. It's there. Hashem put it there for a reason. It's important. Like we said all along. It's important to do your best to try to give to each other that physical satisfaction. Not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's a mitzvah, it's an act of chesed to try to give the most intense physical pleasure to your partner, to your husband or to your wife in this experience. And paradoxically, Paradoxically, it cannot become an end in and of itself. Paradoxically, the core of it has to be beyond, going beyond. It shouldn't separate you, it should unite unite you. And a lot depends simply on the focus. If you focus on your husband and your wife being a human being, a neshama, with a body, but you look at them as a totality and you give with that vein, then the physical pleasure not only doesn't separate the two, it unites the two into one. But if that becomes a soul end in and of itself, then it separates the two. It's a third partner that doesn't belong there, the opposite of the Shechina being there. So the Shechina dwells where the Yudke is together. The Shechina dwells when a husband and wife unite in this physical intimacy with love, the Shechina is there. And the Shechina is there when they experience physical pleasure and when they want to give to each other physical pleasure. The Shechina gets nachas from this. But that's only when it's not an end in and of itself. As soon as it becomes a separate thing, as soon as the physical pleasure becomes the focus, then it separates the two. And the Shechina does not dwell there. It sounds complicated, but it's pretty simple. And like we said in previous Shurim, a lot of it depends also 
And the litmus test of it is how you treat your wife or your husband outside the bedroom, how you treat them in need period, how you treat them when they're not feeling well, how you treat them when they're not feeling well emotionally, when they're down, or, or all these aspects of life. That's the litmus test. But if you try your best to treat each other with respect and love all in all areas of life outside the bedroom, then in the bedroom, you're most likely on the right track. And that even though you're using physical pleasure, which Hashem wants you to use, you're using it for the right reasons, to unite one another and not to cause it to separate one another. Have a wonderful day.